Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 154. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by my uh, normal co-host, Jesse Cox. But yeah. We are, are out. We the, for the very first time this show is Alexless. We've all now oh, missed the God. show Damn, dude. once. His record is broken after 153 episodes. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> Good. So instead, you may have heard his voice. We uh, we brought back a guest we had from one of some people's a lot of uh, favorite episodes: the Egyptian American, uh, the Egyptian oh, colony yeah, in America. <laughs> you, were, you, you were on that episode. That was him. That was yeah. out of town. Yeah, uh, Crendor, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, if um, there's one thing I'm good at, it's filling in on podcasts over the last like ten years of my life, dude. That's why I thought you were the first name. I'm like that's Crendor's like thing. Like that was like his identity yeah. for about nine, ten years before. That was just TB every time. He'd be like, Crendor, we have nobody today. Do you want to come on? I was like, sure, do. I got stuff I want to promote. Exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. And, uh, you know, to bring that flavor back, to give us a taste of that nostalgia, Jesse, um, I decided I'm giving up on the podcast and I handed the reins over to Crendor. I figure by the end of this episode, Wait, what? By the end of this episode, you will not only appreciate, but maybe even respect Alex when he has control of the episodes. Because today, everybody, Crendor is in charge of whatever topic or co- topics we end up covering today. And you can get extra coverage. I'm not really bad at this, but you can get extra coverage over at patreon.com slash Pod. Over there, we've got a, we'll be doing a mini soda right after this episode that you guys can go listen to. We've got posters. Uh, we've got a chill tracks. We've got uh, free t-shirts. Oh my God, you got episodes. Everything. Yeah, we just, you know, we throw everything in there. And if you support the show monetarily, we take care of you. Like our little babies. I give you a little cradle and a and little kiss on the bonus, forehead. And you get the amazing bonus show. Yeah, exactly. The bonus show, the mini soda. Which Crandor will be a part of as well. Whoa, ho. Oh, that's way more than you get with our. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm doing on that one. I didn't hear anything <laughs> oh, about hey, that hey, one. Good, maybe good, good. I am. This is way uh, more than we do for our uh, Cox and Crandor. You just like we just yell at you. <laughs> that's, but people seem to love being yelled at by you guys. You have a real chemistry when it comes to that's shouting true. at the listeners. So uh, yeah. that's why I hope I get to enjoy today. But before you get the full control, last thing I want to say is, hey, guys, uh, in a few days, May 26th, we have a live show in Austin, Texas. We have like a handful of tickets left. We're almost out. Grab them if you still want to go. If you can make it, come have a beer with us. Enjoy like an hour and a half of us trying to convince you that aliens are real. Watch Jesse get mad at me and walk off stage. It's a tradition. And uh, it'll be a really good time. We're going to have a great time there. So we hope to see you guys there. And for everybody who already bought their tickets, there's so many of you. I'm so excited to see all of you. I'm more excited than Mathis. Are you? Are you sure? Way more excited. I'm super hype, y'all. I can't ready to be in. I'm going to be in you, Austin. I'm going to be in you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm so hyped for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just as hyped. Was that, was, uh, that, was that good enough, boss? Was that, <laughs> I think it was good. I think right, it was good. Right, good no, job. God. Good job. All right, Crendor. I'm handing the reins over. You have full control of your very first Chaluminati podcast episode. I'm excited to see what journey you decide to bring us on today. Take it away. All right. No problem. So I'd like to start this episode out since Alex isn't here by telling an Alex story. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. So how do you feel about weed stories on this podcast? Boy, hey, let's go. <laughs> what All right. does that mean? So years ago, when I was in L.A. for, 
I don't know, something. I was I think me and Jesse were recording like Cuphead. It was something like that. Uh, and I might we might have went to E3. I think it was for E3. And so we were like just doing stuff. And one night, we were like, yo, let's all go get food. And then I was like, uh, I'll go with uh, Alex because, you know, everybody else was filling up the other car. I'm like, I'll go with Alex. We we go out to his car. He reaches into his pocket to get his keys. And he goes, oh, shit. I don't have my keys, but I got three joints. <laughs> yes. That's, like, that is actually just the, that is a can, can I ask you a question? Really quickly, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Does this story have anything to do with paranormal stuff? No. This is an Alex story. This is an Alex story. <laughs> this is an Alex it story. Checks out. So it then, checks out. I, first thought, I was like, I don't know if I want to drive with this guy. But second <laughs> off, I was like, He's got three joints, but no keys. And how does he have three? <laughs> but, Where were you coming from? His house? It was uh, Gerard's office. He probably, you know, this is his lunchtime joint setting. Just had to make probably sure. Sometimes you got to get through the day, man. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Fun story. The uh, funnest story. <laughs> the most fun. <laughs> Not sure so, what that has to do with anything we're doing today. Why am I the one who has to keep us on track? What is happening? <laughs> it's fine. So, okay, we got, I got three stories, all right? I feel like three okay. is the best number for everything, you know? It is, it's, yeah, it's a proper beginning, middle, and end to every Mario yeah. boss fight. Exactly. It's the, you know, beginning, middle, end. So, you know, trilogies, look at that. You got trilogies, just the number, the number of three. I think there's a study on that where like three or like a, the odd numbers are actually people's favorite numbers to have. Like if you have objects, you want like three objects on your desk or you want three options to choose from. Like there's something behind it. Yeah, but I, for visually, I think for like, uh, I, I agree in like uh, visually because it's like nice to have like a center, you know? I think yeah. I just kind of just get drawn to the center without four and all even numbers is no like proper center. Yeah, exactly. I have um, no idea what the two of you are talking about. <laughs> bro, that was, that was like... <laughs> Something I would have heard in a psych ward. I don't like. Are you sure about three that? Three is the proper number. Three is the center. Three is the proper center. You must have three. Like that. It was no. crazy talk. What just happened here? That's just no, it's odd, marketing. Odd numbers have centers. You know, if you're going to collect things and you have f- five statues, you get your you gonna have your center statue. Look, you don't have to talk to me. You got to have triples. You have to have one to work with, one to show off, and one to store away. You got to have triples. No, I get there it. You no. go. The threes. You gotta have triples. It's threes. So we're saying. Um, so <laughs> the first story uh, is from a thing we brought up on Cox and Crendor back in November. And I already know Jesse doesn't remember this because he doesn't remember like anything. So <laughs> he's got was, a lot going on in his life. As we've yeah, by the way, shameless know, plug for Cox and Crendor, the best podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna say that in front that of me. You're gonna say this in front of me. The second right. best no, no, podcast. We don't even on the we're not even the same. We're not even really in the same genre. You know, we're that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell yourself that we're co-optional podcast. This man's about to say a story that we already talked about on that. So yeah, we're not competing at all. <laughs> but we didn't get into it. All right, all right that's all the right. point. So, um, yeah, this. I mean, this show actually has like structure and like <laughs> themes. <laughs> Ours is not whatsoever. Uh, so. Here we go. I'm going to link it to you and I'll link it to Jesse. He'll probably see it and remember. So there's a place in I London. The, wait Where a minute, are you first linking to us? I linked uh, it on Discord. Discord for me. I love the name Brompton. Yeah. 
So this is the Brompton Cemetery Time Machine. All right. Okay. So this is a sealed mausoleum surrounded by mystery and unexplained theories. In the middle of the Brompton Cemetery in London stands a fascinating <laughs> mausoleum in Egyptian style. The largest. Oh my god! Oh, this is the same people who colonized America. Yeah, those the Bromptons. <laughs> those ones. No, the Egyptians. The Egyptian style. <laughs> this is an Egyptian time machine. Clearly. Yeah. So when they came to America, they probably uh, already had the time time traveling technology. Oh, that's why they got there. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. The <laughs> the largest and most elaborate construction in Brompton. It would be remarkable for its imposing stature alone, but there's more to the story. It is believed to be a fully functional time machine. That just, I want to know how they, I hope this gets explained, but I'm very curious how they got to this uh, theory, shall we say. Of a time machine? Of this yeah. fully, not even just a, a fully functioning time machine. Like it still works <laughs> now and nobody's yeah. ever gone in. I guess not. I don't know. Maybe it's they a have. Thing out of respect. Uh, you got to get an American in there. We yeah, will American be dumb enough to be like, I'm going in. Get out of the way. And if there's Brompton. nothing in there, we say we're sorry and we give you some democracy and we leave. I don't, that's not. We never say we're sorry. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's true. true. You, you know what? Fair, fair. We give you that democracy, destroy your country, <laughs> and then walk like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> that's Canada you're referring to. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Canada. Yeah. Um, all right. Hannah Cortoy. That's next. the next segment. Hannah Cortoy, born Peters, was a mysterious woman. She never married, but she inherited a fortune from an elderly merchant by the name of John Cortoy. She worked for him as a housekeeper and later took his name. There are rumors that she was his mistress, but also the mistress of kings, politician, and other rich, powerful men. Time out. Time. All right. So, <laughs> Hannah is like the lady lover of kings and the rich and wealthy, but right. also just works as a housekeeper for this guy who then definitely took his name. And there's no, look, there's no way anyone's taking anyone's name unless they are knee deep in Plowtown. There's no way. <laughs> there's no they way. Probably they probably taking the bone train to Bangburg. She's the housekeeper. That's like a porn scene waiting to happen. Are you saying hmm, the lusty Argonian maid? <laughs> All right, that's not where I was going. I was not going to be like, and then she was also part lizard. No, I'm like, <laughs> well, no. Okay, listen. Well, she was. Well, then she'd be reptilian. That that's those, a whole other conversation. Uh, that happened with the HGTV couple, the flipper floppers. What? They were lizard people. <laughs> Maybe, but the the main dude was like banging the maid. And then that's why she you like, can't have a maid when you're. I mean, that's what maid. happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it happens. That's Maybe. the thing. I would, yeah, I would never trust any man around a, a housekeeper that's rich. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wait, the housekeeper was rich. Well, no, the the rich person that has a housekeeper. Oh yeah, that's no, what I'm I mean, saying. That's just classic. I mean, that's classic movie uh, banging right there. That's classy movie banging and real life apparently. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, it turns out that guy was crazy. He like. He like tried to shoot himself and ran away, and then Ooh. they still they still kept doing flipper flop. Talking about the house flippers, the flipper flop people. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Man, I thought we had moved and on from flipper flop. I thought no, we were past that. <laughs> the flipper flop guys, crazy. At first, that dark, I thought you were talking about Schwarzenegger. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, flipper no, no, no. flop. Um. Anyway, 
Like many Victorians of the era, Hannah was intrigued by Egyptian iconography, particularly hieroglyphics. What are the other ones? There's hieroglyphics. There like, besides hieroglyphics? There like what? Be. Like maybe just paintings? Um, Art? I mean, iconography in general, you could be, what would that be? Cuneiform? Is that the right word for that? Chloroform. Not chloroform. <laughs> cuneiform. I guess we could just look it up. Egyptian we iconography could. would be what? I'm looking right now, actually. Uh, it says iconography. Egyptian iconography. The principal icon iconographic sources for ancient Egyptian religion are the representations of scenes, both ritual and mythological, carved in relief or painted on the walls of Egyptian temples and tombs, as well as the numerous images and statues of gods and pharaohs. So all that's right. all considered iconography. All right. well, what the hell Interesting. Now, what are you thinking of? Cuneiform is wedge-shaped characters used in ancient writing systems, Mesopotamia, Persia, all right, so it's a it's it's a little before ancient Egypt, but I'm uh, sure they I'm sure it was all part of the same thing. Yeah, it's probably it's all the same. Nothing more offensive <laughs> than saying it's all part of the same thing when referring it's to it. It's yeah. all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. Um, so uh, I particularly therefore it is not surprising that she and two of her three daughters, Elizabeth and Marianne, rest in the tomb with many Egyptian characteristics. The mausoleum was designed by two of Hannah's good friends, Joseph Bonomi and Samuel Alfred Warner. Oh, they were definitely banging. Wait, so, <laughs> this, so this lady, why, why do you believe that? Those, are they going to build her a mausoleum if they're <laughs> this out of the blue? And this is Unless kids, she's right? using the, the, the excuse to build a mausoleum to actually build a time machine instead. But that's the She's like already banging kings. She's banging all these people. She's probably banging them, too, to build her a mausoleum, a time machine. It, it checks does, out. I mean, like, it does check out when it says that two of her three daughters are inside and two guys that are not John Courtois built it. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> yeah. I bought, you know, what? at first I was like, oh, that's just some BS Crendor made up. But, like, rumors <laughs> of her getting off politicians and kings and rich people checks out. Do we have any... <laughs> Art and or photographs of Hannah Quatoy. Because honestly, I have to imagine she's a stunner. Yeah, there's got to be. Here's well, the thing, I though. If check. she's not, I'm even more impressed. <laughs> Hannah Quatoy is just like, she's like got like a, like, you know how, uh, what's that guy? That, that, that like, like a, that Mr. Hyde look? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like 10 feet tall with giant gorilla-like arms. And oh yeah, if she was a little green, that'd be great too. I'd be like, damn, people back in the days freaks. Uh, I cannot find any pictures. The only thing that comes up with Hannah Courtois is an endless sea of pictures of the mausoleum from every angle, lighting, and season you could possibly think of. What if she wasn't real? <laughs> right, and this oh, is again just an excuse yeah, to make excuse. a time machine. Oh, I like oh that. my god, we're breaking it down here on Chaluminati live. This is this is it. This is what Alex is missing. Uh, wait. Okay, where did I leave off? Okay, here we go. If you Samuel. type in Hannah Cortoy painting, you get a billion three dollar photos on eBay of random women in bathing suits, and I don't understand <laughs> what. Also, you get a lot of like a lot of uh, artistic rendition of dudes associated with her, which is even more funny. 
wild. I, yeah, I yeah, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of pictures of just random guys. That I don't know just... what this says about me because the fact that like all these dudes want to get with Hannah, I'm kind of like crushing on Hannah a little bit. Is this the chase? <laughs> is the chase that I'm into? I, like, I got to compete with all these guys. Like now yeah. I'm kind of feeling See, it. This is what I'm thinking. All these guys, there was no Hannah Courtois, and all these guys were a secret like Illuminati style gathering. And they were coming up with a way to create a time machine. And this mystical Hannah Courtois, whom they all truly loved, was their outlet to make it. Okay, but if we go to peoplepill.com, all right? <laughs> okay. Hannah Courtois has a People. thing there. Birth, 1784. Death, 1849. So it says, uh, London Society woman inherited a fortune. Blah, blah, blah. We already knew that. Uh, it says she never married, had three daughters. There was Anne... Elizabeth and Susanna, and in 1830, she married Septimus Holmes Godson, a Damn. barrister of Gray's Inn. Septimus was the dude's name? I can't compete. In the 1700s, if your name is Septimus, you get your choice of woman. That man, that, that, man. that man was a transformer. Sure. <laughs> Septimus Godson. Jump on my back I'll take you to the, <laughs> I mean, like drive away As a horse and carriage for some reason But then it says in 1815 She inherited a fortune from an elderly merchant John Courtois Born Nicholas Jacquinette In France 1709 Through a will that was disputed in court Oh I see this girl's motive Yeah it's all about that dollar sign money no She's way. getting the money Dollar sign money no way. So she, she was real me for who I am yeah, she would, Jesse. You're right. That's the thing. She was real. Like we got, they got historical documents or something. It's got to be real. Yeah, they have her her will in the British National Archives. Yeah, look at that. Wait. Uh, whoa. <laughs> everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything because changes. we we have her will. No, everything changes. <laughs> I was so wrong. To dear listener, us three men. Sat here from our perch of toxic masculinity, yeah, and misogyny. Assuming, don't forget, yeah, you can't forget the misogyny that she was <laughs> getting these dudes to pay for all this stuff. But, gentlemen, I quote: supposedly, the two men convinced Hannah to finance their time machine project. Hannah oh, shit. was doling out the money to these. Oh, we were. This girl oh was a God. queen with a capital we KW. We're fools. And I think we should just accept the hate we're going to get because she, no, Hannah. Man, it's, it's true. Hannah's, <laughs> Hannah. Damn, I'm even in more into Hannah now. Listen, oh, my it's God. It's hard for us to think we are, we are simple, simple men. You know, we're, we're barely a step away from Ape. It's, it's hard. It not is for hard. me. Not for me. I just kept reading, and I uh, <laughs> and I figured it out. Brain no read. Brain. Oh, well, well, that's, I mean, that sounds like that. brain big problem. Not for me. A secret project. Samuel Alfred Warner was an inventor. Some people think that he was a genius who invented the torpedo. Whoa. Others believe he was just a fraud who tried to convince the British Army to finance his development of several advanced weapons, too advanced to actually exist. On the other hand, Joseph Bonomi was a noted Egyptologist, artist, sculptor, and museum curator. He was among say, the hang on a minute and say Samuel Alfred Warner's getting sp smeared? Why? Just because your thoughts are ahead in, you know, 
too yeah. big for the simple kings. Why does that make you a fraud? Just makes you a dreamer, an inventor. Yeah. Or a exactly. fraud. I mean, if you're doing it for money and really a lot, <laughs> or a fraud. fraud, yeah. Well, you can't get these inventions done without money, and therefore you need to make sure you get money to try to make your inventions. He's just trying his best. He was born too early. Yeah, too early. Born too early. Uh on the other hand, the Egyptologist guy was among the first to decipher some of the hieroglyphic texts found in the Valley of the Kings. The story goes that Bonamy discovered the secret of time traveling from hieroglyphs he saw on one of his expeditions. Oh, no. Supposedly, the two men convinced Hannah to finance their secret project to design and build a mausoleum that would actually be a time machine. By placing their device in a cemetery, they ensured that no one would interfere with their journey through time since cemeteries are rarely changed. You know what? That's not a bad, even if this is a con on poor yeah. Hannah, that's a pretty legit statement. Cemeteries, oh, yeah. for the most part, remain unchanged. Yeah. Um, details supporting the theory. The mausoleum was finished in 1853, five years after Hannah died. Shortly after the completion of the construction, Warner died in suspicious circumstances. Some say he died because of what discovered of what he discovered while working on the time machine. Others say Bonamy killed Warner to stop him from telling anyone about their project. Another version of this story is that Warner didn't die at all and simply traveled in time and disappeared. Do what? we have any record of this man's <laughs> existence before we start thinking he slipped into the time stream with Doctor Who? Well, I'm sure that's why they're, they're saying that. But here's the question I have. If he is a man who is a notorious swindler, are we not sure someone just caught up to him and was like, give him my money and then killed him? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay. But what if he traveled back in time? To Why would he change travel back in time? Because he doesn't want to get swindled. So he goes to that person he borrowed money from, and maybe he like doesn't borrow money from him, or maybe he like messes it up. So they uh they he goes to so far back, he messes up the family tree, so that person's never born. That's stupid. Why not just continue swindling? Swindle a couple grand. Put it in, like, the Bank of London. Go in your time machine. Zip, zop, zop. Go to the future. Interest accrued. Billionaire. I got I got to talk. Okay, so here's what we know. I, I looked him up a little bit because I'm very curious. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, he did die in obscure circumstances in December of 1853, but he was buried in Bromden Cemetery, West London. Uh, he, left, he had seven kids and a wife. But here's Ooh. his little inventions. <clears throat> From 1830 to the death, to the date of his death, Warner Press claims for two inventions. These were, quote, invisible shell, uh, reconstructed as a type of high-explosive underwater mine, and the long range, possibly a balloon fitted to drop these shells uh, automatically. It emerged eventually that Warner had secretly set up an unsuccessful trial uh, with an unmanned balloon. <clears throat> and a demonstration, uh, a demonstration of 1841 on a lake in Essex saw a boat blown up Watched by a group including Sir Robert Peel. There huh. you go. So oh, he, he of, was of trying shit. Sir Kean Peels, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so Sir Kean Peels, correct. Right. Um, the noble lords, Sir, Sir Kean. <laughs> Both Warner and Bonamy are buried in Brompton Cemetery. Warner in an unmarked grave and Bonamy in the immediate vicinity of Mausoleum. There's a, a depiction of Hannah's tomb on his modest headstone and an illustration of Anubis, the Egyptian god of death, looking in the direction of the mausoleum. 
This is just one detail of the story of the mausoleum being a time machine. There's also strange wheel motifs on the bottom of the mausoleum, mausoleum door and a large circular hole in the top with eight smaller holes surrounding it. Some say that it looks like a clock or dial was supposed to be in that place. Furthermore, for almost every structure in the Brompton Cemetery, there exists an architect's plan, but not for this mausoleum. To make everything even more mysterious, the key of the mausoleum went missing, so no one was able to see what's inside the mausoleum for more than 150 years. I want to I want to be the man that says that poo-poos a little bit on it. The word immediately they kind of discredit themselves by like saying furthermore for almost for almost every structure in Brompton Cemetery, maybe <laughs> there are also other buildings without plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, here's the thing. They're like there's no key. Like we can break that shit open. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my thought. Just fucking just blow open, open the lock. A little bit of C4, boom, done. Yeah. Time machine or teleportation device. Another version of the story is that the mausoleum is not a time machine, but a portal or teleportation device. It is believed that Bonamy designed at least one of the other Egyptian-inspired structures that resemble a lot uh, the one on Brompton Cemetery. The others are placed on the Magnificent Seven, a group of London's historic private cemeteries that form a perfect ring around London. So, is the Brompton Cemetery mausoleum a time machine or teleportation device? Those are your only choices. That's it. (laughs) Which one is it? Teleportation device or time machine? We know it's one of them, but nobody will actually go use it. I feel like just the the concept of time traveling and teleporting even just blow my mind. Because it's like, if if you're carrying something with you, like a book, does that teleport with you? How does it determine what gets teleported? Is it like you're like everything within this small space gets teleported or like what happens if uh, you get teleported, but like your arm gets cut off and you're like outside the space. Like there's a lot of questions. Yeah. There's also, as we've talked about on the podcast a few times, which all holds for both teleportation and for time travel is that the earth isn't still in space. The earth is ripping through space at an unknown speed. So if you teleport or time travel, uh, especially with time travel, you have to also somehow account for where the Earth was in space at that time. Otherwise, if you time travel and go back, you're also going to be teleporting to a place where the Earth no longer exists and you're just going to be in space. Well, that's because that's like the simplified version. The idea of time travel is is hard because of that. Like what you're talking about Mm -hmm. is being you're traveling to a point where that point may not exist. And if you travel to the future, it may not exist. You'd have to basically figure out where the Earth would be at the ex- like time travel would be limited to instances. So if I time yeah. travel on May twenty second, I need to make sure that I end up wherever I'm going on the same axis location. Mm-hmm. Of so it might be like well, on May twenty second, you can only time travel to you know May thirteenth. 2074 you know what i mean like you can only they're only and that would make sense if you're doing like a time travel book or novel or or movie but yeah it's complicated and i think it's simplified for most people because to think about it is like oh boy now we're in the weeds yeah it's cool to think i like to think about it though because like it's also space and well the fabric of space and time are the same thing like they're all like the same it's just weird to like figure it all out time is meaningless Exactly. Time isn't really real. It's just what we it's a determine construct to. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's fascinating. I love it. 
Yeah. So I mean, well, if I was not afraid of so is no consequences. One, yes, no one got into it. No. Right, okay. <laughs> I was about to say if I, if if I wasn't afraid of consequences and like cops turned me on or something, I would bust that door open tomorrow just to go check out what's inside. Yeah. Like there's got to be finding out right now. He's doing deep research. <laughs> I just can't believe no one has entered this. T- no one's just broken open the door. I guess not. They're like I mean, well, we don't have a key, door. so we can't get into the time machine. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, minor spoilers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but maybe you need to put a clock in that hole where the clock is supposed Here's to. Here's the thing. That's exactly yeah. what they're saying. Oh, really? (laughs) All right, somebody make a clock. Yeah, at the very top, all around it are these, like, things where it looks like either an orb or a clock can go, and everyone's saying that must be part of it, and then the key activates it, which is, like, whatevs. Seems like a lot of way, a long way to go, because there's no mention of, like, orbs or clocks before that. Yeah. Mm. It's got to be, let's see. I still just... I can't imagine people back then figured out how to do time travel and teleporting. Just like the, just two random ass dudes. Like, yeah, <laughs> figured it out. Yeah, they got it. It's because they went to the secret Egyptian colonies and saw the secrets and then brought it back. Sure. That's what it is. <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. Um, so, you know, that was that one. Uh, you know, uh, I remember bringing it up on Cox and Crendor, and then I was like, this would be a great Chaluminati thing. And then I saved it uh, six months, I guess, for this exact moment. Yeah, you actually sent me a message. Like, I know, because we're talking about having you back on back in November. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. But I got my two other stories I found. All right. All right. I'm ready. So <laughs> next one. Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna link it now. Here you go. We got that, and we got this. Scientists discover an ancient forest inside a giant sinkhole in China. I saw this. This is cool shit. Yeah. So, cave explorers stumbled upon a prehistoric forest at the bottom of a giant sinkhole in South China earlier this month. Sinkholes such as these are also known in Chinese as uh, Tian Kang or Heavenly Pit. It's 630 feet deep. The sinkhole would hide the Washington Monument and then some. The bottom of the pit holds an ancient forest spanning nearly three football fields in length with trees towering over 100 feet high. And according to the Chinese government, it's one of the 30 enormous sinkholes in the country. The sinkhole was discovered by cave explorers outside Pingay Village in... I cannot pronounce anything. South China's... Autonomous region. A team of explorers descended <laughs> into the pit on May 6th where they found ancient trees and other plant life. Karst is a type of topography ideal for geological wonders like the sinkhole in Lei Lai County created by groundwater dissolving the limestone rock beneath the surface. Uh, about 20% of the United States is made up of karst landscapes including attractions such as Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico and Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. About 13% of China is covered by karst topography, uh, according to NASA, with Guangxi region being a prime example of its beauty. Uh, Karst landscape vary in size and shape depending on the surrounding climate. George Venny, executive director of the National Cave and Karst Research Institute, told Live Science, 
In China, you have an incredibly visual spectacular karst with enormous sinkholes and giant cave entrances and so forth. Uh, in other parts of the world, you walk out on the karst, you really don't notice anything. Sinkholes might be quite subdued, only a meter or two in diameter. Cave entrances might be very small, so you have to squeeze your way into them. Manny's Institute is the sister organization of a team that discovered the new sinkhole. And they did a bunch of stuff. Prehistoric trees at the bottom of the pit are almost 130 feet high. And the dense brush on the forest floor stains shoulder high, according to the news release. So, uh, they keep saying prehistoric. Like, how... Are they old trees or just trees? Are they like 65 million? That's impossible, right? That's what I'm saying. Because, like, okay, here was my thoughts. When I heard prehistoric stuff down there, I'm like, is there, like... They got like cavemen down there. They got like <laughs> like trapped in a sinkhole. Like I don't know how sinkholes work. Like how yeah. how are they down? Yeah. Is this, is, there's this. I hope that one day we find one sinkhole with just <laughs> cavemen who have not progressed at all. Never have. Doing... Never have. You're telling me <laughs> they're all like, maybe live where the bigfoots live, dude. Maybe mole men at this point. Yeah. Maybe straight up dude. mole men. <laughs> no, no, that's maybe where the bigfoots are. That's where maybe. the lizard people are. If that's the case, that could be. You can't. That is where the terrestrials are. If you believe that lizard men actually aren't aliens and come from Earth itself after the I've great. I've seen Land of the Lost. I know. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the sinkholes. <laughs> that's where they are. We finally figured it out. Like I, it's but, very interesting. The photo is super, like, fascinating to look at, but also like, it's not that they aren't. The trees aren't that old. How do you know? Because well, they couldn't be. He can see it in the room. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not studying them. You're they, seeing them were, going, nah, that tree doesn't look that old. old. You don't trees, know anything. We would know right now. Listen, they would broadcast that to the world. Like, that is a young tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he's, no, he's no tree expert. I'm not. That's what I'm know. saying. I'm looking. For, I, I'm trying to find the article where they say, but they don't. No one says, which to me rings that it's not. they're not that old. I mean, they gotta be. Why would they lie about it? This is like Why a would they call thing. it an ancient forest if it's not ancient? What is, what, all right. Yeah. NPR called it an ancient forest. Age of yeah. ancient forest <laughs> China. The only thing that pops up is fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> massive ancient forest. Right? 630. Right. Yeah. There's a yeah. video of the sinkhole. You can see it. Right. Super interesting, but how old is it? The trees are, are 130 feet high. They went down 330 feet to see them. And what is the age? <laughs> no one's telling me an age. Prehistoric trees. Let's see. Apparently, conifers uh, were prehistoric trees. That's Those are still around, right? Sure. Conifers. Yeah, why not? Yeah, those are like, uh, like pine trees. I'm also trying to Google the age of this forest now in case anybody's curious. I'm very curious. I would yeah. love to know. Yeah, coniferous trees. Oh, yeah, you got the spruces, the redwoods. Yeah, your pines. You got your cedars. You got your hicks, you. You got your red pines, your atlas cedars, your western larches, your hemlocks. Bald cypress. None of that helps. At Giant all. sequoia. Ancient forest found in the bottom. What? You can't call it ancient if it's not dated. 
<laughs> Every one of these articles just keeps saying ancient. How do you know it's ancient? Okay, I found an article from 2019 that says the world's oldest forest has 385 million year old tree roots. I be- see, I can believe that. But they also tell you why it's the oldest. This is not that. Well, I'm going to go off of a random Reddit, uh, Twitter comment. Someone said a thousand years old. That's Here. not prehistoric. Yeah, that's not prehistoric. That's, that's not prehistoric at all. That's just, I don't, I'm, again, this is this answer comes that's just, from that's just the like Roman. It's not a no, whole. This comes from <laughs> this comes from uh, Mark John one four five five two zero oh, eight four two. It. So clearly, he knows what he's talking <laughs> he's about. He's two disciples. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Mark and John. Yeah, Mark and John 25-4. Those trees are a thousand years old. <laughs> it does say here that potentially it may contain undiscovered species. So I guess they haven't done the research yet. But to call it ancient at this point, I think is just bad news reporting. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> like, it's, it's impressive. That they found this this underground forest. I think that's neat as hell. But to say it's ancient is... I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> well, I think it's cool. Maybe there's another time machine Here, down there. You know what? Maybe that's where they ended up. Maybe that's where the Bromptons ended up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could be so lucky. There's just another time machine down there. That would be... I bet that would Prendor, be crazy. Are you, are you are you a time traveler? <laughs> you just like go down. There's another mausoleum. Looks exactly the same. And there's just like for some reason a hieroglyphic of you. <laughs> I, I would be like what? And then the, I like Crendor. Did you see? And you're just gone. <laughs> and there's a note that says I've returned home. <laughs> and then I just come out the other one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and then one you're day. in. It starts all over again. <laughs> oh my god. Jesse, Dude, I've come like to tell to, uh, you to stop the other me from time traveling. I'm like, Grendor, he's already left. He's like, son of a... He run back inside. Dude, I would love a book if, like, they discovered just, like, a sinkhole or something. There's just, like, an old wizard in there. And he was just sitting in a cave, like, whittling away at something. He's like... Like the guy know. in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade who's like, he has chosen... Poorly. That's definitely He's a wizard. Gotcha. Yeah. But an old wizard that's like seen some shit. And he's just whittling. He hasn't seen like anything. Wood. He's lived in a cave. He's <laughs> whittling a small statue out of wood. Just like. Where that's all that he does. Wood? He's a cave wizard. <laughs> Who knows where he got it? In the ancient forest. <laughs> yeah. There's prehistoric trees down there. <laughs> so he could have been carving those for thousands of years. Right. I kind of want to. I hope, like, I walk into the time machine and I just see Crendor, like the Red Skull in Infinity War, just <laughs> waiting there. Yeah. I, why have you come, son? But he has a whole. He has a long white beard and like a blue robe with moons and stars buff. on it for some reason. Oh yeah, he's, he's still like, ripped though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I go to the prehistoric gym like six days a week. <laughs> yeah, you got that. What is that diet? Uh, that that caveman style diet. Oh, the the paleo diet. Yeah, the paleo. Yeah, you're on a paleo diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was cool. That's what I thought of with the sinkhole. I was straight up like, what if a wizard lived down there? That was my That's first a D&D reaction. Campaign waiting to start, man. Yeah, that is. Um, and now I got a third story, which is very fitting for this program. <laughs> All right, so okay. <laughs> here we go. I like it. Oh my god! So you did like honestly? You did like 
a topic from Alex's flavor, Jesse's flavor <laughs> with the facts and the sinkhole. Now yep. a me flavored one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come back. I'm not, I can't look at this anymore. This is, I love this the, is the, the most <laughs> article I've ever. This is, the two of you, like if the two of you wrote an article from scratch and made it up, this is what, all right. I'm gonna shut up. I love Enjoy. it already. God, take us all through right. this. I am. I am ready for this ride. Here we go. Seagulls could be alien spies sent to watch us. UFO expert claims. <laughs> Nick Pope is a UFO expert and once worked as a government advisor on alien issues, and now he has spoken out to say that seagulls might actually be an extraterrestrial spy. Are we saying Are we saying the government has admitted that he was advising them, or is that his claim, is that he was advising the government on uh, alien issues? It's probably his claim, if okay. I had to bet money here. Uh... <laughs> So let's see. A UFO expert believes seagulls could be alien spies sent to Earth to spy on humanity, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense. <sighs> this is why. This is why when I do topics on aliens, I can't get taken seriously. I can't at all be taken seriously because of people like this man, Nick Pope, who worked as a government advisor and investigated UFOs for the MOD, urged people to be distrustful of the greedy gulls. He said that besides stealing chips and ice creams, they could pose a more serious threat by collecting evidence for an advanced alien race. Stop. Wait, wait, such stop. as chips so and ice cream. Hang on, hang on. There's so many. I'm so confused. Aren't seagulls notoriously easy to kill by feeding them the wrong food and they just will die? Moreover, are the aliens? What if? What if the aliens just really like hot dogs and stuff? What if the and they're sending in seagulls to get the hot dogs <laughs> to bring back to them, and they get to eat the hot dogs. We could just give them hot dogs. This feels like a weird. They, we have so many hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> this feels they a little convoluted. Travel we can't through space. Alien thought process. We have so many hot. There's so many hot dogs. How can they not just make their own hot dogs? They don't have cows or pork or pigs. How do you know? Meat is in a hot can dog. Can I tell you the best part about this story that Grendor gave us? The article. <laughs> The image they're using is of the most violent-looking <laughs> seagull I've ever seen. That is some great. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and, and the the photo of the guy it, down lower, he's it's weirdly lit. His he's his arms are pointed off to like. Oh yeah, he's like in the light. shadows. Yeah, but they're in the shadows, and the caption is Nick Pope is a real life UFO expert. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing: is like. Yeah, why, why seagulls, though? Like, why not, like, a smaller, stealthy bird? Or maybe any of the UFO sightings we've seen. <laughs> like... Or that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like well, yeah, why seagulls is an extremely good question. Nick said that aliens could be using the birds to surveil us and send secrets back to their mothership. Nick said, If aliens want to hack into and control a living organism or construct a drone that's a perfect mimic... It would be best to choose something ordinary and ubiquitous, like a seagull or a housefly. Time out. Time okay, out. wait. Housefly <laughs> makes sense. Seagull, they're only, like, if if your master plan is to, <laughs> like, learn about humanity, you're going to pick the one bird that isn't, like, they're only on the coast. They're not, like, <laughs> hanging out in cities. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in D.C., and I'm in the White House, and a seagull like lands outside and be like, "What the hell is a seagull doing here?" <laughs> that thing yeah, is clearly know. a spy. 
Have you ever seen that TikTok guy who is befriending a seagull? I did alien, not. Obvious alien. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He after like a hundred or something days, the seagull comes inside. He feeds it by hand. It knows him. It's wild. Yeah, but like that's like all the animals. They like give them food, and they're like, "Nice, this person has food, or this person has food." And then that's or it's what an per- alien watching this guy. Or it's an alien. The guys of <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick said, uh, "Oh, wait, I read that part. Something you wouldn't normally pay much attention to, perhaps." But all the time, it would be spying on us, recording everything, and sending information about us back to the alien home world. So, next time you swat that fly, watch out! Your actions might inadvertently start an interstellar war. That's, yeah, it did. That's not a thought you want to put into people who take these articles seriously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he added, if aliens are secretly monitoring Earth, they'll be doing it up close and personal, not with distant telescopes, but a way that would enable them to get crystal clear images and recordings right under our noses. Before you continue, between this paragraph and the next, there's an advertisement for one of their next articles that says, Elon Musk could block contact with aliens if they use Twitter, expert warns. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. Elon shouldn't have control of Twitter because if the aliens go there, he's one hundred percent Elon will be the he one. He might to block be it. an alien. We Maybe that's true. I was gonna say, how does Elon Musk have the technology to block aliens in the first place? But if he is an alien, then he would know. You gotta say exactly, no, Elon dude. Musk is the most human person I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't everything, know about that. Everything that everything that is wrong with humanity, they just like crammed into one dude. No, to Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg is also well. A yes, I alien. feel like it's a whole billionaire thing. But like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Zuckerberg's yeah, yeah. more a lizard man. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're fair. Yes, you're fair absolutely point. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Elon's more of the like standard alien. Yeah, he's more of like a synthesoid robot kind of creature. <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg's like part more of his of a space. lizard man, and Jeff Bezos is like one of the greys, right? <laughs> Zuck- like- Are we saying Zuckerberg's data and Elon Musk is lore? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, we are very much. Elon like Musk looks, looks like part of his jaw would melt away, and he's got like the Terminator face. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's more like that. Yeah. Um. I've come to make a rocket shaped like a dick. <laughs> Everyone, let's make dick shaped rockets. And Bezos was like, "My rocket looks like a dick too." All I'm saying is, why do all the rockets look like penises, y'all? It's weird. It's weird. I mean, I don't know, man. I guess as a billionaire, all you have left is uh, exposing yourself to people and building if, like, dick-shaped rockets. Call me crazy, but what if, like, <laughs> look, I don't know, one of your billions, just one, just and, like, did something billion. to help people? Like, I don't okay, know, anything. Here's the, Literally here's the thing. anything. All right. As everybody always says that, but I think you hit a point where like, you're just, like, so rich, you're just, like... I'm not giving anybody anything. This is mine. Like they get yeah. that like crazy rich complex of like I need to be the richest. Like you hit that point of like that guy's got twenty billion. I have twenty two billion. <laughs> if I give a billion back to humanity, that's uh, he's gonna be closing yeah. in on me. I think it's just a competition. Yeah, it is absolutely. I mean, look, you have no further look back to Elon Musk's latest comments that said he's voting Republican because the unions have a monopoly control over the Democratic Party. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That's like that. That thought is not even based in reality in any fucking way. So weird. Anyway, continue. Any civilization capable of getting here from other star systems undoubtedly has technology that would seem like magic to us. 
And one possibility is that they might be able to implant a living creature with tiny cameras and recording devices and then control its thoughts to position it anywhere of interest. A related alternative would be to construct drones that are indistinguishable from an animal, bird, or insect. If that sounds like science fiction, it isn't. (laughs) People have probably seen on the internet some images of insect-like drones that spy agencies allegedly use. Uh, by the way, what if I was an alien? All right, and I had to like spy on this crazy race. What if you like put little things in their food? You know what I mean? Like put like a spy camera in like their food or something. I feel like there's a million different ways you could do it other than (laughs) just (laughs) implanting a seagull, which implies they have to abduct the seagull first, then (laughs) implant it with brain controlling cameras. Re-release it into the wild and then try and use it to it. There's just so much wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. Uh, as ever, if that's the stuff they're showing you, what else have they got that they aren't showing you? By way of comparison, aircraft like the stealth fighter and the stealth bomber were flying for years before public knowledge. The military and the intelligence agencies have things that look like they come out of a sci-fi movie or a James Bond film. There's some real-life cues out there for sure, so just imagine what an alien cue could do. I mean, if if alien cue you know, like from Star Trek actually exists, then we're, we can't do anything. We're yeah, fine. Like, he's, anything. he's in... Q's whims... Q is only stopped by the mind of Jean-Luc Picard. Other than that... Or bad writers. Uh, I mean, look, let's not, let's they not did, do that. Spoilers, let's... they did kill him. <laughs> like... Mm. Okay, I so I went to the comments section. <laughs> I'm, yeah, so, I'm excited. Well, first up, top one is a guy saying, I want a pint or two of whatever he's been drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. The second one is someone saying, I say turf out the seagulls from nesting in our seaside town. Smash the eggs to see if there are small aliens inside. What? Years ago, there wasn't that many seagulls in the towns. Nowadays, it's full and they are aggressive too. They walk around in gangs, attacking people, causing trouble, being loud. Bring back the mods and rockers at bank holidays. At least you knew where you were when with that lot. <laughs> fucking grandpa get off the computer no it's you it's not it's time for bed grandpa i'm typing in the seagull aliens <laughs> i know the truth oh god that's gonna be me in 40 years it probably that's, that's is the yeah. i'm heading down that's okay stop me jesse what would you see me in my old age for like a, a real real can you just repeat the end of that one more time because that was genuinely crazy uh yes it says let me read it the end of it was they walk around in gangs attacking people causing trouble being loud bring back the mods and the rockers at bank holidays at least you knew where you were with that lot what I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. That must be some British stuff because that. that yeah, can you play one more time in an angry grandpa voice? I don't know I what like that means. Yeah, sense. let me just angry Bring back British the mods grandpa. And the rockers. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, let me. Here we go. I'll do it one more time for you. They walk around in gangs, attacking people, causing trouble, being loud. Bring back the mods and the rockers at the bank holidays. At least you knew where you were with that lot. Uh, quite, quite right, quite right. <laughs> uh, bloody seagulls from a swirl. 
And you think, like, again, in that it's like if they're, they're them being aggressive makes them bad spies in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And Unless that old the, man rant started with cracking open their eggs to see if there were aliens inside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, man, was, that went everywhere. Fire, smash the eggs, find the aliens. They're inside, <laughs> man. I don't know what it is. Smash the eggs, find the aliens, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god what an insane what an insane article <laughs> i don't know what to yeah. say uh, it was uh that's why my my alien episodes uh make people mad sometimes i think <laughs> you think that's why you think that's the reason why yeah, no that'll make anybody mad all right you think yeah, that's the reason honestly, why people are mad and not because you guys believe insane stuff i don't believe insane stuff i believe in facts jesse facts that the government are hiding from us that we're going to talk about in the minisode because Uh-oh. the UFO press oh, conference shit. happened, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I mean, here's uh, the thing. I think the government's hiding plenty of shit from us. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. But it's, I don't know oh, how whoa, crazy whoa, it goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's your limit? If we're going to have this conversation, I need to know. I do too many shows with you. I need to know where you're coming from, Crendor. <laughs> what is yeah, the, yeah. Our, the government is hiding? What is the government right. hiding? I mean, like, there's a there's like the middle line of like probably military, uh, like crazy military shit. There's probably a few weird things, like they, you know, not all. They're probably there's like, listen, I I've known enough YouTubers and streamers and all this stuff to know that like when rich people get together that are like powerful. Like, uh, they get full of themselves. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty cool. Right? Like, they probably do some crazy shit. Like, look at those, uh, what are the, what are they called? Like, the, the Illuminati and all those things. Like, I don't know if that actually happens, but like, there's plenty, like, the skull and bones people do those, like, initiations Wait, so you're and gonna shit. you're going to believe in the skull and bones, but not the Illuminati? I'm not saying the Illuminati isn't real. I'm just saying I could see it happening. I'm not saying it's real or okay. not, but I'm uh, saying I could see that being a so thing. So you're limited secret societies, basically. I'd say it's like secret society, maybe a tiny bit more. Like All that's, right. oh, but that's got, about it. it. All right, hold on, hold on. There has to be. Do like- you think that they may have a crashed ship st- stashed somewhere? They, they they didn't necessarily replicate it. The hell, they might not even understand what it is, but they have one and they just have it in storage somewhere. Uh, maybe I'd say there's like a twenty percent chance of that. You know, I'll take that. I'll take a 20% chance. <laughs> yeah. It's way more than Jesse ever gives me. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I like to think I'm uh, I'm a little, you know, in between on everything, you know. Yeah, I'm you, like, keep your mind, you're, you keep your mind open in case something does ever come out, and you can be like, you know what? I believe it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like if they're, they're like, oh, they're, they're capturing the aliens and drinking their blood, you know. I'm not, I'm not mean, saying they're doing that, that was but happening. That I'm is, like, you know what? I can see him doing it. I can see That's Elon a- Musk like taking an alien and drinking the blood. Like I can picture oh, that I happening. I can see that too. If he got offered the opportunity, oh yeah, to, like oh, I hundred percent. Again, the billionaires will do anything, dude. They'll do, <laughs> they'll anything. do anything. That's what I'm saying. So that's they like, go to Bohemia Grove and and do like a bunch of sex activities with each other. I'm sure. So probably that's why you know nothing surprised me. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out there and be like, this is what they're doing, <laughs> right? Like I'm just. <laughs> It doesn't surprise me, but I'm also not going to be like, you know, conspiracy theorist over everything. So you're somewhere between a Jesse and an Alex. I like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm too far gone. I can't come back, oh, yeah. but I embrace it, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah, this is it. All right, Crendor. All right. I looked up a list of things that are paranormal, UFO, etc. to believe in. All right. 
and I have a list of what the majority of the country believes as of 2006, which is pretty old, but oh whatever. All right. <laughs> I guess it's the last time they tried this. Yep. But I'm going to ask you what you believe in. Don't look up anything. Yep. Just I need to know. All right. Do you believe in psychic or spiritual healing? No. All right. Yeah, you were with eight. Apparently, eighteen <laughs> percent of the people that answered that said they disbelieved. What's crazy is in two thousand one, it was twenty six percent. So somewhere between two thousand one and two thousand six, people just decided spiritual healing was like okay, well, spiritual psychic healing already. Okay, first off, like what. What is it even like doing? What are you healing? healing? Like Reiki or something I like that. I don't know. It going... just says spiritual or psychic healing. I guess I could look it up. Spiritual healing. Like, uh, if I would have not healing. gotten my gallbladder removed and instead went to a psychic spiritual <laughs> healer, they have got rid of my stone. <laughs> they have disintegrated my stone with the powers of energy. It worked like, super well for Steve Jobs, man. <laughs> He's a billionaire. He was, Oh, he was a billionaire, so he knows like, what he was doing. To me, all that stuff is is just it's a placebo. Because we have already Absolutely. had science of placebos working. Like, yeah, it's amazing easily. what the brain is capable of if you believe the brain believes it's happening. Yeah, and if you take something like that, and especially something if it could like get better on its own, like maybe stress is causing your digestive systems, and you go to one of those things, and then it makes you think you're healed, so you don't stress as much, and then it heals, and you're like, wow, it worked. Like, yeah, it, that's, <laughs> that's dead on. That's so dead on. Yeah, exactly. so like, that's all it is to me. Like, uh, whatever. I think you're right. I can't believe it's only 18% that don't believe in that shit. It's nuts. No, that's uh, what I'm right, not. Jesse, I don't. What's your next one? I'm curious. All but right. out there is people like putting essential oils on themselves being like, oh, lavenders curing my <laughs> whatever. Can I tell you? I also think it's probably because. Also, here we go. This, this should give you some information as well. These were taken at Oklahoma City University and the University of Central Oklahoma. So maybe it's just like a middle America thing. <laughs> oh, that's possible too, yeah. Right, because it says 56% of the people believe in spiritual healing and 26% are unsure and 18% disbelieve. All right. Ah, uh, okay. ESP. Where do you come off on ESP? Uh, I want to say I don't believe in it but like i could see it being like an extremely small you think percentage thing like i would say there's like like an extremely small fraction where like some weird shit happened to them or something i could see that but well, i don't a lot of i still don't have some really in interesting stories of like having like the deeper connections and like calling each other at the exact same time all the time i feel like it would be some weird thing that they didn't want like i feel yeah. like it would be somebody getting deja vu or something, and then it'd be like they'd see something happen, like, oh, my grandma died, and then, like, a week later their grandma dies or something. Just, like, that's so raven, but, like, shit you can't control, and it's just, like, you don't want it. You're just like, oh, God, you gotta it's live for a week knowing there's, like, some crazy shit about to happen. Like, it sounds awful. I don't think it's gonna be, like, fortune teller, like, I see in your future, you're... Like, I don't think any of that's real. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's crazy about that is... Only 28% of the people asked believe in it. Everyone else is either unsure or disbelieves. Huh. Yeah, I think it's because the most of those are just people trying to scam you with something. And spiritual healing's not? No, what yeah, is? it is. That's why I said it's not I really. Can't 56. That's so crazy. <laughs> 56%. Yeah, that's, that is a big fucking number for that. That's the thing. Whenever there's spiritual healing or whatever, are they charging you money? 
to spend? Like, how much are they charging you? All right, that's straight up my question with all these things. How much are they charging you? And if it's a lot, you know where they're coming from. Even if they don't personally think it's a scam, like they themselves are like, I can make a bunch of money doing this. So like, uh, yeah. All right, the next one. Haunted houses. Do you believe in haunted houses? Uh, Which I guess also yeah. goes with ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I'd say that's more believable. I could see like some weird energy thing or like, they're like trapped in places. I don't know. I could see that. What about demonic possession? Nah, I don't believe in that. So you believe in ghosts, but not demons? Yeah, I don't think ghosts are demons. I think ghosts, like if anything, they're just like weird energy balls. They're just lost or something. But energy of what? I don't know. Energy that was a person? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, don't I haven't like researched. I, I, this is what I'm just thinking. All right, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm having a good time just listening. Because <laughs> right. like, okay, with like ghosts and demons and everything. Whenever I thought of demons, I'm like, well, which religion's demons is it? <laughs> right. Yeah. See that? Like, I agree. It's like ghosts. <laughs> ghosts can be residual energy of a human. Demon implies a religion is real. Yeah. And like, are we talking? Even if you go into like sub branches of thing, like what if it's like a Catholic demon or like a Lutheran demon, like which yeah. one is it going to be? You know, well, I can't be a, like, even I feel like <laughs> demons don't care about your choice of religion, right? I don't think they would if they were real. Well, like, I'd okay. Say, I'd well, say it's probably more than demons, a bad word for it, more of a negative energy, a negative presence. Wait, so Mathis, you're ways. all about negative energy, but not demons? I'm learning this about you. You're the one who was like... <laughs> Look, again, because uh, to me... Grendor, no, you don't know this, but Mathis wanted to make a deal with the devil. So you were just trying to make a deal <laughs> with tried, negative I, energy? I, Listen, I grew up, you have to understand, I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic until I graduated high school. So when I was a kid, that was the only thing I thought of. I was, I just thought Satan will give me powers if he wants my soul. I was willing to give up my soul to become a power ranger. I was fine for it. I remember in school, because I grew up Lutheran, and I was like, where's Satan in the Bible? There's like nothing about him. And then they gave me like three verses and that was it. I was like, dude, that's it? This is all, they, this is all they got. Satan's actually a pretty fucking cool guy. I mean, mo here, here's the thing. Most of what he's, we know he's about super modern, sexy. What? What? Satan? Satan? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, he what? actually That's is. Yeah, Satan is supposed to be hell, like, especially uh, in Catholic in Catholic uh, art. He's like, well, hold on. I would time go. Out, time out. I would let him take my virgin ass. All right. I'm just hot saying. or not doesn't matter <laughs> because he the idea of of what we perceive to be modern Satan is from Milton. It's like. All that stuff, the art, the books, the, you know, better to rule in hell and serve in heaven kind of stuff. That's all, like, fan fiction for the devil. It's not real. Yeah. It's, like, uh, even yeah. stuff like um, like Dante. That's just, like, a dude's crazy fever dream about, like, yeah. his dead girlfriend. Like, that's, like, all of that is is made up, and we just incorporated into religion. And, yeah, there's 100%. very little talk about the devil in the Bible. And, uh, honestly... Like, I have a lot of questions. It, I don't well, understand why, like, if the devil's the bad guy, and you're bad, and then you go to hell, why isn't he throwing you a party? Why is he torturing you? That doesn't make any sense. Think about yeah. that. If I, like, I <laughs> if I, like, set off a nuke and it kills a city, and I go to hell... Wouldn't he be like, my man, so many dead people. You're going to do good things down here. Instead of like, I'm going to stick you in the butt with a fork forever. 
I'm just saying it doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. Because that, yeah, well, because it doesn't make any sense. You can, in a lot of ways, you can look at the Bible and be like, God's kind of the bad guy, and Satan kind of just wants you to do your own thing and choose for yourself. And Here's the think thing: for yourself, it's also the Bible is written by dudes. So no matter how much you yeah. want to, like, ass- that's why I'm. I'm yeah. all not only was it written by dudes, but it was edited, edited, edited by kings and other things well, yeah, over you... countless times that the Bible we have now is literally just rules made up by uh, by kings from the medieval era. And the true text is not anywhere remotely in the well, Bible. If you anymore. look at even Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, it's like one is like Pontius Pilate was like, OK, Jesus, you are sentenced to die. And then the next one, he's like, all right, I sentence you to die, but this is on all you people, the Roman people. And then he washes his hands or whatever. And then the next one, he's just like, I'm not dealing with this. You deal with it. And then like the last one, he's like, oh, it's the like the Jewish people that did it. Like Pontius Pilate wasn't even involved. Like everyone yeah. had a different story. I was like, well, which one is uh, it? These are the like the same. Th- I don't know. The big thing for me growing up uh, when I was in uh, high school, uh, Catholic high school, was the discovery of the Gospels that were taken out by other kings, specifically of Gospel of Timothy. that oh, talks yeah. about Jesus as a kid and like a teenager and how he would just use his powers to kill people because he was mad like a kid would be. And he had to go talk to his mom and his mom would teach him the lesson. And that's where the parable and the lesson came from. And then she'd be like, you have to go people? bring him back to life now. Oh, yeah, he would just yeah. like, he would get mad at like an adult for either like telling him not to take something and he would just make them drop dead. And then uh, the Virgin Mary would be like, you can't do that. You got to blah, blah, blah. And he would have to go make, bring him back to life. And the lesson was in uh, the Mary and Jesus conversation. And like all that's gone. All that got ripped out of the Bible because it sh- it didn't fit the narrative to the, to the, way the king wanted the Bible to go out and make it look like, you know, he was the ruler. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot there that's easy to find if you just Google it. <laughs> like, Yeah, you pretty much not. find anything now. But the main yeah. point is demons. <laughs> yeah, demons. <laughs> All right, right. demons. <laughs> that's why I'm like, well, why? Like, that would mean that the demons are here because Satan's like, yeah, get those people on Earth to do the thing. But, like, uh, even then... It's like, I feel like people are going to do bad stuff anyway. You don't even need demons to, like, tempt them to do it. Like, the like you don't. It's just they're going to do it anyway. Dude, and I've said on the show, if, if demons do exist and succubuses exist, I'll bang one. Stop. Stop this right now. Stop this right now. This is weird. That'd be a whole episode. That'd be a whole episode. Oh, you make an episode, you'd be like, all right, I've summoned a succubus and we're going to do it right now. And if I die, uh, I'm recording this for posterity. Like, that's crazy, man. Exactly. And you guys can commentate on how it goes when a succubus appears in my room. I will not commentate. I will not watch that video. Everything must be content, Jesse. Everything has to be content in our lives. You know how it is to be an internet entertainer. Everything must be girlfriend, Matthew. This. Like what's she gonna no, say? To that? She <laughs> won't care. She wouldn't care. I'm gonna call she her watched. up and be like, "Your boyfriend is trying to bang a succubus right now, live on the podcast." And, and she'd be like, "Oh hell yeah!" And she'd run up no the way. stairs she'd and be like, "What is going on in baseball here?" Baseball bat in her hand, be like, "Get off my man, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact what would happen. Get out of town. That succubus would be in trouble. That succubus would be, be in fucking trouble. cool to watch too. But that, then you guys could like commentate it like it's a no. I don't want to commentate any of this. It's not. This wouldn't happen. This is you're like watch me make a porn, Jesse. When we no. go, when we go to a haunted house and we do a ghost hunt, I will try and summon a succubus in the ghost house. You know what? All right, in that case, I'm gonna watch you do that because it's not gonna happen. It'll be hilarious. No, that'd be great though. Let's do it's it. Not gonna I'm happen, down. but it'll be very funny. I yeah, I think um, it's certainly interesting that you can see that haunted houses 
demonic possession, ghosts <laughs> are all forty percent belief. Ghosts is thirty nine percent. Interesting. Here's the thing. That's wild. <laughs> I heard. I think it was Bill Burt talking about it with comedy, and he was like, "Ghosts are the biggest losers I've ever seen." He's like, "The God didn't want them, and the devil didn't want them. He just sends them back to Earth, and they just walk around." <laughs> it's like, and like even when you see them. Like, they're just doing the same thing over and over. Like, they scare you because they're, like, walking in, like, a house uh, from, like, the, the Renaissance. Like, who cares? Like, what are they going to do? They're not going to, like, it's not like those crazy stories where, like, the demons attack me. Or, like, most of the ghosts, they're just, like, a thing walking around, not caring about whatever's around them. Yeah. I mean, he has a man has a point. Man has a point. Yeah. So, right. you know, maybe if it was, like, a crazy aggressive demon, that could be a... Like, I'd be scared, but, like, even then, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't... I, most of those things, when they happen, I just think they're fake. I mean, same, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's... I, I want to tell you something that's interesting. First off, what do you think about telepathy? Yeah, we already did this one. Uh, that was ESP. Wait, what's the difference? ESP is like a sixth sense, and telepathy oh, okay, is yeah. like you literally being like, I'm talking to you in your brain. Okay, yeah. I think ESP, ESP is definitely more likely to be a thing than telepathy. Well, it, they're both roughly the same in percentage of belief, which is, again, again. Telepathy doesn't really make sense to me. Like, you're just going to, like, I feel like you, if you can look at somebody and it's like you feel like you're thinking the same thing, I guess that could be a sense of telepathy, but it's not. You're just using your emotion. Like, if you didn't have your vision to see them, you wouldn't know that thing. So it's not yeah. telepathy. It's like reading their facial Listen, expressions. I know it doesn't exist. I used to, I tried to break up with my ex-girlfriend years ago by <laughs> telepathically telling her because I didn't want to do it vocally, <laughs> and it didn't work. The more work. I learn about you, Matt, you're like, the more I'm just blown Mathis away. Mathis is just like, I used telepathy to speak to a succubus. <laughs> she banged me in the ass. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It didn't work. I, I realized I was young. <laughs> I was really young. Listen, Alex, is the, young gl- Alex is the glue that holds this whole charade together. <laughs> I realize this now. I used to give him a hard time, but now I get it. Now I see. We are what did I tell you at the beginning now. of this episode? I said you would have a newfound respect for Alex. I really, by the you know end. what? I really do. I feel it. Uh, okay, so we have um, telepathy at 24% belief, which is lower than ESP at 28 But again... That's Psychic weird. healing, which basically is in the same school of telepathy and ESP, fifty-six percent. Meanwhile, ghosts, <laughs> haunted house, demonic possessions, all roughly forty percent. Higher than telepathy and ESP, which is crazy to me because it's all in the same wheelhouse. If you're yeah. well, all right, whatever. Anyway, it's just marketed better. That's why. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, literally just take marketed advantage better, better by like these people. Like uh, one of the things was like this. Uh, what was it? The essential oils. There's this dude that invented like this essential oil business that literally went to jail like three times for like conning people, and now he made this thing, and people are like, "Oh, I guess he's right." Like this dude went to jail three <laughs> times, and you're now you're just gonna believe him? Like, ah, I guess he's right. The oils. This, this. All right. This. I feel like this entire thing is skewed because again. It was taken Oklahoma City Kansas, University and University of Central <laughs> Oklahoma. So these places, Oklahoma, whatever. Oklahoma, that's that straight Bible Belt. Here's the problem. Yeah, a lot of things <laughs> that are about religious-based things, very high, and a lot of things that are like we're asking you to not think with the Bible for a hot sec. 
yep. are low. A great example is Crendor. Do you believe aliens have come to Earth? That's a very distinct possibility. I mean, possibly, I guess. More specifically, do you think aliens have come to Earth in modern times? Are they around us, or have they visited us, or sent anything to us, let's say, in the last 200 years? Uh, maybe. You'd put it like 10%. So you'd say unsure? Yeah. But you're willing, you know, you're willing to believe that's possible? Sure, anything's possible. Great. That 26% say they believe that that's happened. <laughs> Here's what's crazier. Only 17% think aliens came in the past. Which I would think people that that are not more biblically inclined would say, "Oh, the reason for all, all the biblical stuff in the stories was aliens in the past." That's so a theory. I think it's a little skewed here because I would have thought that would be higher. But this is this is how I know it's skewed. It isn't unsure. Forty nine percent flat out disbelieve aliens visited Earth in the past. Forty nine percent just flat out it's, like no. And that seems skewed to me. And I'm a person who like definitely doesn't. But like, I know for a fact a lot of the ancient hieroglyphs and stuff. People are like that's a, a helicopter oh, an astronaut. Like no, that's that's not the case at all. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'm weirded out by that. All right, here's another one. I have one. more of an inclination to believe that if aliens did and have visited us, it would be around the time that we first learned to split the atom. I, I, that's where I think, like, they would start taking interest if they were nearby. Absolutely, we can do sure. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I'm willing to believe, obviously, I think it'd be a fool not to believe in aliens, period. I think just the way the universe is... It, 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 there would have to be. There has to be. Um, but again, does do they have to come to Earth? I think that's a different statement and question altogether. So I don't know. We are in sort of like the ass crack of our galaxy. Yeah, yeah. we're like in the middle of nowhere. So you know, I mean, you would imagine. Like, it, it, here's a great example. If you are thinking about what is Earth in Star Wars terms, we're like past Tatooine we're yeah. like we're like <laughs> past that place we go look up a, like a galactic map really quick go look up earth we are like on the the far end so if there was a civilization of planets and like a federation or whatever they'd be more towards the core where all the planets are smashed up together near that giant ass black hole like that'd be there I don't know who knows I'm saying if they did find us, it would be a, we would be a curiosity to them at most. You yeah. know, yeah. look, shout out to uh, the new Strange New World show. Oh, thank God, so it's good. so good. But they, thank but yeah, God. they have. You know, the first three episodes have even dealt with that. Like, what happens when you meet someone who's just not ready to meet you? Like, super interesting. Uh, okay, what about astrology? No. Do you uh. think astrology is real? I mean, I don't think the things with people being like, oh, I'm a Pisces, yeah, type of astrology is real. I think that's just type of like a, it's like the fortune telling thing where they're just like, uh, oh, I'm a whatever. I get stressed out easily and I do this. Like, that's just like basic fortune telling, uh, you know, my palm reader stuff. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. There's like, I don't see why that couldn't have like some sort of, uh, realistic tendency to it with like the planets doing some shit whenever you're born or whatever 
yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see that 17% say they believe in it, but more importantly, 9% say they think it's very scientific and 31% think it's somewhat scientific. Like it's I would like to know where were... they got that. Where they get that? In, like it's very scientific. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's those things like uh, I think it's maybe a thing, and it could be kind of cool. But like I'm not gonna give anybody any money with it, or like <laughs> learn about like I don't know. It's it's just and like what if it is like is is it just predicting everything? Like I don't think it's predicting everything. Like I don't know. Like yeah, the I, the moon has shifted three degrees in the western hemisphere, it means there's gonna be a death plague. Like, I don't know. That. You're a cancer. Okay. <laughs> what do you feel about lucky numbers in relation to astrology? Uh, no, I don't believe in the create the numerology stuff. Really, I love this bit. Thirty-two percent of Americans said, "Yeah, I believe some numbers are lucky." Forty-six percent of Europeans said that they believe that. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why that's the case. Um, how do you feel about witches? Oh, I like this. One. <laughs> Extremely witches. real. Are witches real? Uh, I don't think so. Well, if they are, it's like if they are, it's got to be like some super small percentage, like less than one percent. I mean, that's like. People say they're witches. Who am I to say they're not? You know what I mean? Like if someone yeah, but says like a, witch, a lot of people say they're a lot of things. Yeah, and doesn't you know mean what? anything. We exist in an age where I think you should just let people say whatever they want. Frankly, that's what I do. If you want to be a witch? <laughs> you're a witch. That's fine by me. I'm not going to tell you not to be a witch. That's that's I, it's twenty six percent of people said they believe in witches. Fifty five percent say witches, witches are not true. Which I don't know. Like do witch what? stuff. What is what's witch stuff that they do? Like are they spells? Are they just cursing people? It doesn't say. It just says supernaturally gifted witches. Like what's that even do? Like does that mean they can do spiritual healing? <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't know. Again, again, none of this makes any sense because spiritual healing is at fifty six percent, and then everyone who could spiritually heal twelve percent, two percent. So basically, they're saying like it exists, but no one can do it, which means it doesn't exist. Heal. I bet. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, and then, of course, the last and certainly not least. Do you think the government is covering up information about UFOs? Yes. Yes or no? <laughs> uh, we already know they are. We literally got confirmation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think, oh. Crendor? This is for Crendor. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, they probably are. If I had to, I, I'd think they just cover up a bunch of stuff. So it'd be like, are they covering up UFOs? Be like, yeah, probably. I mean, it's, they wouldn't tell us if they found one. Well, here we go. 71% of people believe that they're covering up stuff about UFOs. Here's the better part. 86% say the government is covering up stuff about anything. Which is <laughs> hilarious to me yeah. because as a skeptic, I think 86% is too low. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think anyone with a brain is like, no, they don't tell us anything. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. why would they? Yeah. They have no reason to. Like, they're just going to well, make the the population panic and go crazy and then make up theories and shit. I was going to say, if, if the government came out, do you think, do you think if whether the government came out and said it or we literally had a, a UFO land somewhere publicly... Do you think that that would be a great unifying experience for our species, or do you think it would simply divide us great even question. more? Great question. Great question. I think people would go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no yep. doubt. 
it would, they go would crazy. make it worse. I would also say a lot of people believe in a lot of these things because it's a form of control. Oh, yeah. It's a form of like, you know, I'm not just this random person doing random, random things and my life is random and who knows if I'll die tomorrow from whatever. It's like, oh, okay, well, I have some sort of control because I know like this person said that this thing, like my moon sign is whatever, so I'm going to be fine tomorrow. Or like this, my fortune teller told me this thing's good or like this spiritual healing thing cured this thing, so I'm going to be okay. Like, I think something it's just to give them hope. Yeah, it's just something to give hope. That's what I, I think of it. But that doesn't mean it can't like not be fully real. Like I still think it could be to some degree. I just don't think anything has like amazing, crazy benefits like they make it out to be. If that makes sense. That kind of it reminds me of chiropractors. We did a whole thing on that. I, They're <laughs> a bunch of shams. It feels good, but doesn't do shit. I didn't even think it felt good. I was like, it felt terrible. And they're like, all right, come back twice a week. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not coming back ever again. Yeah. It's literally just, it's literally, if they didn't have the cracking, they wouldn't have it. Like, nobody would care. They love the cracks. They're crack addicts. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that list. I'm glad we now know where Crandor yeah, falls. Yeah, I needed to know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sanity. It makes yeah. sense. And we're going to wrap this episode up. We're off to do a mini-sode over for patreon.com slash IlluminatiPod. Join the tier if you want to hear about what I thought, think and the other boys think of the UFO conference and whatever else we decide we bring to the table for articles this week. Uh, thank you, Crendor, for leading us through your own version of Internet Mysteries this week. I very much appreciate it. Hey, no problem. We will, uh, we'll, guys, we'll be back next week, guys. <laughs> thank you. Hey, no problem. Thank you for listening. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Good. Yeah, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Well, I and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in a fog. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. 